This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, uh, Walter Rigobon, as with me as usual in studio this morning, my, ho- co- my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Listen, Great. we've got some outstanding guests this morning and uh, let the listeners know uh, what, we have, uh, what we have on tap for this morning. Uh, currently, the uh, I think he's the uh, CEO of the National Post, Paul Godfrey, who was president of the Toronto Blue Jays from 2000 to 2008 and was instrumental in bringing baseball to Toronto. And we have Dave Van Horn at 930, Hall of Fame broadcaster with the Florida Marlins. So uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll go to commercial right now because we want to get back and have uh, Mr. Godfrey on the line with us as soon as we're back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. Pound three six three six. No. Pound three six three six. No. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Let's go ring to it. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six. scraping and painting the true north deck system the deck that's canadian manufactured for our canadian climate comes with a limited lifetime warranty you get a durable double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install eco-friendly and virtually maintenance free enjoy your summer ask about true north deck systems at lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com there's an old saying Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. 
At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Without further ado, we have on the line with us this morning, Paul Godfrey, certainly a man in, the, in this area that requires no introduction, a giant of politics, sports and business in our community for so, so many years. It's certainly a pleasure and a distinct privilege to have you with us this morning, Paul. Good morning. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's uh, quite a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a fantastic week in Blue Jays land this week. Uh, certainly a great run from the Jays, and you were instrumental in so many facets of the Blue Jays from, from the beginning uh, up until the recent past. Uh, uh, how, are you, uh, how are you enjoying uh, the success of the Blue Jays in the last week or so? Well, it's uh, like a dream come true as far as I'm concerned, uh, to watch uh, what's happened this year and the great job that uh, uh, the Blue Jay organization, led by Alex Anthopoulos, uh, has really done in the last few weeks to bolster the club, both with Troy Tulewitzki, uh, uh, David Price, Ben Revere, uh, Mark Lowe, uh, and even an addition yesterday, uh, just goes to prove that uh, they're very serious about putting a winner on the field. And uh, to watch what uh, has been taking place, it's just been uplifting. I've never seen the fans as excited about the Blue Jays as they have been since 1993 and 1992, in which they won the World Series. If you take a look at the batting order of that team, I think that uh, they're the best in baseball. Uh, and uh, hopefully, if uh, their luck and their talent uh, prevail, I think you're going to see uh, a very exciting uh, September and October in Toronto. Of course, we're talking to Paul Godfrey. Paul, uh, one of the uh, one of the ways we approach this show is we always like to travel down memory lane on the Nazawali Sports Hour, and uh, we are, of course, on Zoomer Radio. Uh, and uh, you uh, you were, of course, 
the man most instrumental, uh, in, in, in my opinion, uh, for bringing Major League Baseball to Toronto back in the late 60s and early 70s. And, uh, uh, and Naz and I were bantering this about earlier. Why baseball, Paul? Why, why was that such a dream of yours, to have Major League Baseball in Toronto? When I grew up as a kid in, in, in Toronto, uh, I had a mother that was uh, hotly interested in, uh, in, in politics and a father greatly interested in sport. So when they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, uh, that is uh, exactly what happened. But when you really take a look at it, uh, when I got into politics, I, I took a look at the various uh, successes uh, uh, Montreal had uh, with uh, uh, first the Olympic Games and then bringing baseball to Toronto. And I said, geez, you know what? Montreal is a great city, but so is Toronto. And uh, as I uh, began to make some advancement in the political arena, uh, I decided I was going to make baseball my cause. Uh, but it's wrong for me to accept uh, full credit for uh, what went on in achieving the Blue Jays. Yes, I was one of the people uh, but uh, there were several others, including a guy by the name of Don McDougall, who was the head of the Bats at the time, Herb Solway, a, um, a lawyer with uh, Goodman's. Um, they were also equally involved. I got most of the public credit because I was probably was the highest profile individual. But uh, the credit uh, should go to a lot of people who worked on the club. Uh, there were people that came before me that tried, and I guess uh, being in the right spot at the right time, so when I became the chairman of Metropolitan Toronto back in 73, that opened a, a real pathway uh, for me to uh, get the old exhibition stadium uh, expanded. And uh, we hotly pursued a number of teams. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, uh, we had the San Francisco Giants uh, in our palms of our hand until a judge uh, took it away from us uh, in the United States uh, uh, putting out a restraining order, which prevented us from moving the Giants to Toronto. But uh, luck would have it uh, that uh, after we lost the Giants, uh, we were able to uh, get the Blue Jays as part of an expansion because uh, Major League Baseball, or actually the American League, had violated a lease in Seattle, in which the Seattle uh, pilots at that time moved to Milwaukee to become the Milwaukee Brewers. So uh, in order to settle a dispute with Seattle, they gave them the Mariners, and they gave Toronto the Blue Jays, which uh, was a very exciting day. Paul, uh, we have uh, Paul Beeson is uh, retiring at the. I think it's October first. His contract ends. And uh, how cl- close were you to be, to signing Dave Dombrowski back in the year two thousand and one? I think it was. Well, first of all, let me say uh, what a great job I think uh, Paul Beeston has done over the years. Uh, he and Pat Gillick uh, were the architects of the 92-93 uh, World Series wins, and I don't think we should ever forget that. And I think Paul Beeston has uh, let Alex Antopoulos uh, take a lot of the spotlight now, and uh, Paul has been a, a great asset to the city, a great asset to the Blue Jays, and uh, I know this is his last year, and I wish him well. And I tell you, the people of Toronto should never forget the contribution that uh, Paul Beeson made uh, uh, to the Toronto Blue Jay baseball team and baseball overall. With respect to Dave Dombrowski, uh, yes, uh, I did interview uh, uh, Dave Dombrowski and uh, offered him the job. Uh, what a lot of people uh, don't realize is that uh, he'd already ha- had an offer not only to be the general manager of the Detroit Tigers, 
but also the uh, president of the Detroit Tigers. So he had a dual role. And that was sort of an impossible uh, task to overcome. Dombrowski was a great individual then. He's a great individual now. He's made a uh, wonderful contribution as well, like Paul Beeson, to the game. And uh, I, don't, I have no idea whether the rumors uh, that uh, Dombrowski would be coming to the Blue Jays is, is true or not. I am sure that there will be many uh, teams in Major League Baseball that will seek out somebody as talented as uh, Dave Dombrowski. But How tough was the Eastern? Oh, sorry, Paul. Guy. Yeah. How tough was the Eastern uh, Division at that time when you were? It, it shows me. I you guys have you were over five hundred four times in your round, uh, reigns, right? Yes. And how difficult was the Eastern uh, Division then? Well, the Eastern Division has always been uh, tough. Uh, I think ever since uh, we set up this uh, format of divisions, mainly because uh, you have uh, two teams, the Red Sox and more particularly the Yankees, could outspend everyone. And look, if you have more money, uh, you can uh, uh, get to the playoffs a lot easier because you can attract the, the better ball players. Um, Tampa Bay came out in a much different way in more recent years by being in last place for many years, not trading away their talent, and eventually for five or six years before players became free agents, uh, had the opportunity of, of competing. The American League East has always been very, very tough. Um, this is the really the first significant time when uh, we were able to uh, make some significant trades and, and uh, get free agents like Russell Martin to sign. The trade for Josh Donaldson, to me, uh, was uh, pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Um, when you consider, I know Brett Laurie was a favorite in Toronto with the fans because he was a Canadian, but it was a steal from the Oakland A's to get Josh Donaldson. And then when more recent days, picking up the Tulowitzki for Reyes, improved ourselves defensively, and the David Price uh, was another rabbit from the hat as far as I'm concerned, is the one of the best pitchers in all baseball. Uh, Paul, uh, David Price came in, and um, he's become the team leader in such a short period of time. I guess his reputation has really passed on to everybody else. And what's happened is Jose Bautista is taking a back seat, and it's good for him. He's played very well. Um, well, there's, there's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, that David Price, wherever he's played, uh, has that uh, makeup and his personality. Um, he's a big guy. He... He produces, he does what he says he can do, and uh, he delivers. So there's a tendency in sports and business, uh, leadership falls in the hands of very few people. But Jose Batista has been uh, a great asset to the Blue Jays. Uh, he gives uh, 100% of his effort every single day. You just watch him, even when he was injured. He goes after balls that that uh, a, lot of people, a lot of players would give up on. And if you need a big clutch hit, uh, like he did uh, in the 10th inning on Friday night, uh, <laughs> Jose is there. So the chemistry of this team is is really uh, quite solid with uh, Price's presence and uh, his leadership. Jose Batista keeping the team together for such a long time. Everybody looks to Batista uh, for the uh, for the positive things. And we're talking, of course, to Paul Godfrey. Paul, I want to take you in a little bit of a different direction to explore another uh, passion of yours, which is the NFL. And uh, 
You've spent uh, or uh, contributed quite a bit to uh, explore the possibility of an NFL franchise in uh, in Toronto. Is uh, is the dream over of an NFL franchise in Toronto for the foreseeable future? No, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, I believe that uh, Toronto is the um, and L.A. are the two best untapped um, areas. Uh, L.A. have had two teams in the past. My guess is that they will have two teams in the future. I think that there are teams that you'll be able to move um, to uh, Toronto and to uh, uh, to L.A. I don't want to get into the naming uh, of the uh, specific teams because uh, that will create a controversy <laughs> itself. But um, I sincerely believe that uh, uh, Toronto will be in the NFL in the reasonable future, and it's very tough to put a time frame on that. I think that uh, when you take a look at the makeup of the city, uh, its love of sport, um, the fact is that the NFL, uh, the only of the big four uh, sports that have not uh, ventured outside uh, uh, the United States, um, they saw the success of the, uh, uh, the Blue Jays in baseball. Of course, everybody knows the success in hockey. Um, basketball stuck in Toronto in uh, basketball. So um, if you take a look at uh, any polling or studies that have been done, Toronto is just a natural. I think what we have to do, and I think that there are plans that can do it, is to make sure that if the NFL does come to Toronto, and I believe it will, that uh, the CFL can coexist with them. I think that there are plans that the NFL do know about that could make them coexist. And uh, as I really believe that the NFL team in Toronto should also own the CFL team in Toronto to assure the longevity of the CFL. I want to see that take place uh, and uh, would continue to be working on a plan to make that happen. Uh, Paul, we're talking, of course, to Paul Godfrey. Uh, Paul, you've always uh, you've been quoted as saying uh, Toronto's a great city, and uh, you know, for a great city to be a great city, it has to be socially, culturally, and athletically dynamic. And talking on the topic of athletic dynamism, we've just had the Pan Am Games in Toronto, and now there's a little bit of a buzz, uh, and we've got a deadline, I believe, of the middle of September to see whether Toronto has the political will to throw its hat in the ring for the 2024 Olympics. Uh, any opinion on, on uh, whether Toronto should throw its hat in the ring for the 2024 Olympics? Well, we did bid on the 96 Olympics and lost to Atlanta. We bid on the 2008 Olympics and lost to Beijing. And uh, I honestly believe, with the great success that uh, we've had at the Pan Am Games, the organizing committee for the Pan Am Games, in spite of a lot of critics saying that uh, the games wouldn't work uh, and the doubt that was placed in many people's minds, the games were an absolute success. I think from every point of view, from the uh, facilities, from the coverage, from the people that came here, um, I really think now it's time to uh, uh, give the Olympic bid uh, another shot. I think that... um, it is expensive, but if it's, if it's run properly, it can leave a legacy of facilities around. It can create uh, a mammoth number of uh, jobs in a time when uh, uh, the country needs it. Uh, community pride will uh, flow worldwide if uh, the games do come. 
And uh, I think the city is ready for it. And uh, I think when the uh, Mayor John Tory, who I know is considering it at this point in time, uh, weighs everything up, I'm hopeful that uh, he'll uh, press the go button and the city will take one more shot at bringing the Olympic Games to to Canada. And I think we can put on a dynamic, exciting uh, uh, approach to uh, to the Games. We've, of course, been talking to Paul Godfrey. Paul, we really want to thank you so much. Uh, we know how our listeners may not know, but it's pretty early where you are right now. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. We, uh, you've, been, uh, you've been such a crucial part of so much of uh, politics, sports, and business. I shouldn't say that in the, uh, in the past tense because Paul Godfrey is all about the present and the future. Uh, you're 75 years young, my friend, and in the in the proverbial sports cliche, you haven't lost a step. We wish Thank all the you all the best. It's uh, it's been a great honor to be able to serve the city and in many capacities. Uh, you know, I've been given a great break. I grew up in the city of uh, parents of mo- very modest means, and the city is a great city of opportunity. And I think that uh, anybody can uh, make it to try to uh, work on it. So it's um, it's been a dream city to be born in. It's a dream city to uh, grow up and educated and work in. And, um, and as long as I've uh, got my health, I intend to continue to work on behalf of the uh, people of Toronto. And on behalf of the Nets and Wally Sports, we wish you all the best. Thank you so Thank much you for joining us. Thank you. Really appreciate it. That, of course, was Paul Godfrey, an icon in the uh, in Toronto and in Canada. Uh, you know, Does. business, politics, and uh, sports. Uh, nobody's... Uh, Nobody's. I can't think of anybody who's combined uh, those three as well as as well as Paul Godfrey. As far as I'm concerned, he brought uh, baseball to Toronto. Yeah, he, was, he was the guy that initiated. He, he, he was the guy. And, there's and no this question. guy is sharp. He knows everything about the Blue Jays <laughs> right now. You know, it's funny. We're doing an interview, right? And we've got questions we're thinking of do, asking, and he's answering my questions without me even asking him. So he's already given us the information. Fantastic. Anyways, before we uh, uh, we've got to, uh, before we go get, go on to the next interview, uh, we've got a couple of contests uh, we've got to give out. Uh, we've got our Rogers Cup tickets, uh, two bronze tickets, one parking voucher, and one twenty-five dollar Pizzaville gift card, courtesy of our good friends at Pizzaville. These are tremendous packages, and of course, the Rogers Cups in town this week. The women are in town, the men are in Montreal, and they're up at York University. Uh, we this is that point of the show where we ask for Collins. The first two callers will win these two bronze tickets for Thursday night session. One parking voucher and one twenty-five dollar Pizzaville gift card. These are fantastic promotional items. There, uh, it's going to be a great session up at the up. I was going to call it the Rogers Center, up at York University. Uh, please give us a call at four one six three six zero. 740 Once again, those numbers, give us a call. 416-360-0740. We've got Dave Van Horn coming on. Of course, Dave Van Horn, the legendary voice of the Montreal Expos and uh, currently the voice of the Miami Marlins. And uh, later on in the show, we've got Sean Clement, and we'll be talking about his great promotion. And we will be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. 
It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... Uh, someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North deck systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. Bridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on this beautiful Sunday morning. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, and we have on the line with us this morning the longtime voice, 32 years of the Montreal Expos, currently the voice of the Miami Marlins, a member of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, the recipient of the 2011 Ford Frick Award, and, and also in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Of course, as soon as you hear this voice, you'll know exactly who it is, the unmistakable voice of Dave Van Horn. Dave, welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning, guys. It's uh, good to be with you on uh, what is, at least here in uh, Atlanta, a beautiful Sunday morning. Thank. Well, thanks again for coming on. I've got to tell you, Dave, every time I hear your voice, uh, you t- you, I, I feel like I'm going back 25, 30 years in time. I, I take that as a compliment, please, not as a... Not as a, not as a, not as a, as not trying to age anybody, but, man, huh? but you're, uh, you're, yeah, I, I am, I am. And, uh, but your voice certainly brings back some incredible memories, uh, Montreal Expos. And we just had Paul Godfrey on, on the line. Of course, Paul Godfrey was, uh, instrumental in bringing the Blue Jays to Toronto. And, and while I was doing that interview, one, one matter just popped up in my mind. And we talked to you last time about the Expos leaving, leaving Montreal, and and it came up in the interview, and of course he reminded us of how close the Blue Jays came to being in the National League and not the American League. Uh, ever thought about if the Blue Jays had have been in the Amer- had have been in the National League, whether that rivalry with the Expos would have kept the Expos alive in Montreal? Well, I, I suppose over the years I've really thought about a lot of things that might have kept the uh, the Expos in Montreal. Uh, that one uh, wasn't one of the most uh, pressing issues okay. at, at, at the time. Uh, more of them, uh, more of those issues were rather parochial, uh, having to do with uh, Montreal, the lack of a, of a good draw, uh, the move from Jerry Park into Olympic Stadium, which was highly anticipated at one time, turned out to be uh, not a very good thing for uh, for Major League Baseball. Uh, because it just was not a good baseball facility. And when the team was winning in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, it was it was good. Uh, there were 2.5 million, close to 2.5 million, going uh, uh, to the games there for a, a three- or four-year uh, period. And it looked like perhaps we would overcome uh, the issues with the, the ballpark itself. Uh, but that didn't happen, and uh, things spun out of control soon after Charles put the, the club up, or Charles Brofman put the club up for sale. So I think there were a lot more issues uh, than just uh, uh, the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays might have been in the uh, uh, in the National League. I don't think that would have changed things for uh, the Expos and, and their facility and, and some of the other issues that they had concerning uh, national television contracts and all the other things that led to the downfall of the Expos. Uh, I, I, I guess from a from a selfish Toronto perspective, we missed out on that rivalry because the uh, we got beat up in hockey so much. Maybe maybe in baseball we could have turned the tables a little bit. But anyways, is there well, a case? Sorry, Dave. Certainly in the uh, early nineties uh, that might uh, well have been the case. But I would love to have seen uh, uh, the the Blue Jays uh, uh, soon after the, their World Championship years. Uh, uh, and and the Expos in that uh, terrific 1994 season uh, that that could have been pretty exciting. It would have been one, it would have been one hell of a rivalry. Anyways, is there is there a case at all for the Expos coming back? 
Well, I think there are a lot of people trying to make that case. I think there are a lot of hurdles to overcome. Most of them uh, really are, are financial. I don't think Major League Baseball or any current owner that's looking to move a franchise uh, wants to go into Olympic Stadium. So uh, there's going to be a lot of money invested in the building of a uh, of a retractable roof baseball facility in Montreal, and then the cost of uh, of obtaining a, a franchise. So there are a lot of financial hurdles that would have to be overcome. Uh, is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. Is it highly probable? I wouldn't think so at this time. Of course, uh, things could change uh, over the next year or so because there's a a, a wave of enthusiasm now in, in Montreal greater than uh, anything that we saw soon after the team uh, had made the uh, the move. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's possible. If, is that move right around the corner? I don't think so. Dave, uh, Paul Beeston's uh, contract as president of the Blue Jays ends October 1st. And the rumors have been very high that Dave Dombrowski will be the next president of the Toronto Blue Jays. You've spent a lot of time with Dave Dombrowski. Tell me a bit about him. Well, I, I think, uh, number one, uh, any organization uh, would be blessed to have uh, David Dombrowski uh, heading up uh, their, their baseball and their, and their corporate operations. He's a very brilliant executive. Uh, easy to work with, personable, uh, and and very talented, and he has uh, he has a tremendous work ethic. Uh, nothing gets by Dave Dombrowski. I, I think it would be a, a, a terrific uh, opportunity for for Dave, and I think it would be a, a wonderful opportunity for uh, the the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't know what direction that's all going to go, but we are all in agreement. I think that Dave is not going to be out of work very long. I've got to ask you, Dave, uh, goings on in the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, the Blue Jays, uh, the team that we're the most interested in, being from Toronto, uh, did some uh, created some earthquakes at the uh, trade deadline with uh, bringing in uh, Tulowitzki and David Price and uh, a few others. Uh, how did that uh how, do, how 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 were those tremors felt down in uh, in uh, U.S. baseball land? Well, I, I yeah, I, I think because of the the state of uh, affairs for the for the Marlins that they they weren't looking that much elsewhere. They were looking uh, at their at their own uh, uh, future, their immediate future, and and on into sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and beyond. I don't think they were paying much attention to what everybody else was doing, other than uh, our, our key baseball people. Uh, obviously, the moves that the Toronto made a big statement to the fans and to that franchise uh, to make the big step. And, of course, they're making a tremendous move now to close ground on those New York Yankees. And uh, currently, uh, I guess, just about the hottest thing in baseball. Uh, Marlins got a close-up uh, personal look at what the Blue Jays can do in that three-game series when we visited the Rogers Center uh, just recently. And... Uh, and uh, that, that's a powerful team and a very highly talented team in, in every regard. And those additions were, uh, were certainly uh, big pluses. Uh, so uh, we're, we're kind of pulling for the, the, the Jays because they've done all the right things to, to make this move now. I'd like to see them uh, move back to the top of that American League East. Dave, your team, the Marlins, uh, have had a lot of injuries this year. Um... 
They should have had a better year than they did. They're a lot more talented than their record shows. What do you think? Well, the, the Marlins have uh, some outstanding core players. And, uh, of course, the, the loss uh, right there at the end of June of uh, John Carlos Stanton uh, hurt uh, in a big-time way. He's, he's not only uh, the anchor in the middle of that lineup and a big run producer and a, and, and a, a very exciting home run hitter, but uh, he's very big in the clubhouse, in the dugout, and on the field. He has asserted himself as a as a team leader, and that's been that's been missing uh, since that time. Uh, the fact that they had so many injuries on the starting rotation didn't get Jose Hernandez back until just recently. Uh, have been without Henderson Alvarez uh, pretty much for uh, uh, the bulk of the playing time this season, and he, he won't be back until possibly next year after having undergone surgery. Uh, Jared Cosart, who was acquired uh, from Houston, he did a terrific job down the stretch last year, and then he went down with injury. It was just one thing after another, and all of a sudden uh, the starting rotation was depleted. That leads to uh, people into that rotation that aren't ready to fulfill the responsibilities of the rotation, and that is uh, going deep into games and saving a bullpen. Our bullpen's just flat-tired and worn out, and, uh, uh, and we can see the results on the field now. Uh, going into the All-Star break, uh, the Marlins were 10 games ahead of the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, the last-place club in the National League East. Now the Phillies have passed the Marlins. They're a game ahead, and the Marlins are the last-place club, and it's been a really dismal slide uh, for the Marlins. So, uh, injuries are part of every team's season, year after year, and I think in some cases perhaps we expected more from uh, some players than, uh, than than what they've been capable of producing so it's been just really a terrible season for uh, uh for the marlins but the core of players are still there when i say the core i'm talking about christian yelich marcelo zuna who is in the minors right now uh, and and sustained a what we hope is a minor wrist injury in last night's game he was just on the brink of coming back to the major league get john carlos stanton back we've got all of those the three outfielders are back Dani Echeverria, the shortstop, uh, will be back. Dee Gordon, the second baseman, will be back. Our young catcher, J.T. Real Muto, who has progressed by leaps and bounds this, this season, they're all back. So there's a good core of players there that are returning, and uh, so that gives us hope that when we get a few things straightened out, we'll be a lot better next year. Dave, you, uh, seeing all the baseball you have seen in the past, the the arm injuries, a lot, it seems like a lot of these pitchers go down a lot faster than they did in the olden days. Why is that? Well, I, 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 I think there are a lot of reasons for that. I, I think uh, in, in many cases it goes way, way back in, in uh, the history of each one of these pitchers uh, to their youth days. Uh, I know John Smoltz here this weekend was addressing an issue that he's very passionate about uh, and, I, and I couldn't agree more. Uh, there are more pitchers now getting to the big leagues who have been pitching a lot of baseball, in some cases all year round, since they were really young men into their early teens and, and even before that, and playing all year round on travel squads, not taking a break from baseball, not allowing the body to recover from the stress and strain of, of pitching the baseball. 
and then they either have a Tommy John surgery in uh, in in high school or some of them in uh, college, and then some of them finally break down as professionals when um, the stress level is even higher to perform. So I, I think that uh, we've got to get back to the days where uh, baseball players uh, played baseball during the baseball season and found other things to do, whether it was football, uh, basketball, uh, soccer, uh, some other activities, hunting and fishing, something that would give their bodies a chance to rest and prepare for the next baseball season. Uh, baseball puts a lot of uh, uh, stress and strain on on the arm, and I think that that shows up now more than ever. Plus the fact, with all of the schooling that's going on and the coaching uh, for young players, we have more pitchers throwing in the mid to high 90s now than ever before. And, of course, that uh, adds to the possibility of the uh, uh, some kind of a breakdown. So I think John Smoltz is on to something there, and I know he talks passionately about it uh, uh, every opportunity he gets. Dave, uh, we're, t- of course, talking to the unmistakable voice of Dave Van Horn, the uh, voice of the Miami Marlins, and, of course, uh, tremendous history with uh, with the Montreal Expos. Dave, we have time for one last quick question, and we'll let you go. Uh, you are uh, obviously see more National League games than we do in Toronto, and uh, a little bit off the radar screen in, in, in our market, uh, Cardinals and Dodgers are having fantastic seasons. Uh, what do you see uh, going forward in the National League, and who's going to... Uh, what, 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 what should we look forward coming out of the National League in the playoffs and into the World Series? Well, the Cardinals always seem to find a way to get it done. Uh, they're a, a terrific organization, uh, so well prepared uh, for each and every season, and uh, they're, they're going to be right there. I think the Dodgers have uh, some issues. They do have the talent to get the postseason. How far they can advance, I'm not sure. I, I think that there's been a change in the National League East right now, and I think the New York Mets are making a terrific move with that young pitching staff. Uh, They have got uh, good, young, solid pitchers uh, that are healthy. Uh, Jacob deGrom, of course, has has made a big impression on everybody. We know that uh, Matt Harvey uh, is a a very exciting pitcher, having come back from Tommy John surgery. We're hoping that uh, uh, the same success uh, awaits our own uh, Jose Fernandez. But I think the Mets are going to surprise some people uh, this year, and I think they're a team that that bears watching very closely. I don't rule out the Washington Nationals, but I think the Mets uh, uh, are sneaking up on on everybody. And everybody that has played them after the series is over, they all say the same thing. Uh, They talk about the young pitchers and the fact that those young pitchers could well carry that that team very deep into the into the playoffs. We've been talking to Dave Van Horn, of course. Uh, Dave, once again, thanks for joining us on this Sunday morning. We really appreciate your insights, and uh, we welcome you back, and uh, hopefully we touch base again in the near future. Thanks so much for joining well, us. Always, thanks, Dave. Always a pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure, and uh, good luck uh, to the Jays. We hope that everybody holds up and that uh, that you guys see that team playing well into the month of October. We Maybe ser- even in the final game played of the entire season. We that cer- would be great. We certainly hope so. It's been a long time for Jays fans. Thanks again, Dave Van Horn. 
Have a good day. Thank Bye. you so much. Of course, that was uh, Dave Van Horn, uh, certainly a well, voice. Well, he's on the Blue Jay bandwagon for sure. Well, I think I think a lot of people are on the Blue Jay bandwagon. Uh, we didn't have a chance to talk, uh, talk very briefly about this week. Of course, uh, a great game yesterday as uh, we uh, we smoked. Smoke. The uh, the uh, New York Yankees. I had to I had to take advantage and say that one. Of course, uh, just as Justin <clears throat> Smoke, first Grand Slam ever by a Blue Jay batter in Yankee Stadium. Remarkable. It remarkable. is remarkable. In, in all Fran- the years, all the years the Jays have been in the league, first time we've ever had a Grand Slam by a Blue Jays hitter in Yankee Stadium. And what a perfect time! T- timing was impeccable. So. Good, good for good for Justin. Was, you know, it's funny. Lou Franceschetti has been a co-host a few times. We were at a wedding together last night, and uh, he's a Yankee fan. He's a real Yankee fan, and I think we kind of uh, gave it to. Well, him I hope a you bit. rubbed it into oh, him quite we did. a bit. We did. You know, we did. I mean, uh, we've got what Jays have got. What nine more games against the Yankees? So we got one this afternoon. They have eleven more games. Oh, eleven more games, yes. and we were talking about going nine and two. Okay, so uh, they won't make the playoffs. You don't think the Yankees will make the no. playoffs? No, they're not even going to make the wild card because the Jays are playing them 11 times. And let's say the Jays go 9-2 and two against the Yankees. You think, uh, Jace, you think we're getting a little bit carried away with no. the I mean, we. I mean, no. things go up and down. I mean, this is a cycle, and it's fantastic and whatever, but, you know, we, 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 we went seven in a row team, now. I mean, you can't keep going like Wally, this. Wally, this team is a hitting machine. It is an absolute hitting machine. They go... Batter one, batter two. They don't get easy, the outs. And the guys that are batting ninth, like Goins, is hitting the ball too. Well, I think what it's, it comes down amazing. to. You know what? And that was, I was more impressed by their performance. I mean, they beat the Yankees yesterday. It was 6 nothing. 6 nothing. yeah. And then Friday night, they beat them 2-1 to one yeah. in extra innings, correct? Yeah. yeah. I was more impressed by Friday night's game. Because yeah. when you're into August, when you're into the dog days of August, when you're into September... You know, sometimes the bats dry up a little bit, and you got to win. You have to win those close games. Mm-hmm. And to win those close games, you need pitching, which is the obvious thing, but you need defense. But what happened? And, and Tulowitzki is such an improvement. I mm-hmm. mean, you got to have a shortstop who can play defense. Yeah. Reyes, right? Reyes blew three or four games right? for them. And, and, you, and your team has to have confidence. I mean, Donaldson's like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I mean— I don't know, man. I may, said, be, I may be out, I may be out in homers. left field here, but he reminds me of Brooks Robinson with power. Remember oh, old Brooks yeah, Robinson? Brooks didn't have a bat like this guy. Yeah, but uh, no, he didn't have a bat, but Brooks Robinson had one hell of a glove. Yeah, I mean, defense, he was a vacuum great, cleaner great on, on the third. Player. Great defensive player. And Donaldson has surprised me. I mean, I mean, he's, he's been hitting the lights out. I mean, there's smoke coming off his bat, but his, his defensive abilities – are and but, you know with him on the third baseline and with Tulowitzki at shortstop, man, have they tightened up that defense? Yeah, they're deep. And, no, and, and that's what's very good. And you got to win those two to one extra inning games. You I mean your closers? You know you got to you got to be able to nurse those one two run leads in the seventh, eighth, nine in, nine innings. And I I'm getting the impression that perhaps that's that's where the Jays have really improved. But they've improved their bullpen, too, by getting Price. They're, they allow Sanchez to go into the bullpen and yeah. become the setup man for Osuna. And it, you right? know what? And if Stroman comes back and he can pitch. Pat Henkin said it last Sunday you know, on this if show. Stroman, if Stroman comes back and he can pitch at the level that he's capable of, you know, sky's the limit for this team. Pat Henkin said last week, Marcus Stroman was 85 to Alex, 90%. Alex Anthopoulos, if you're listening, my friend. 
Fantastic job. Anyways, we've got Sean Clement on the line. Sean Clement at wisdomingolf.com, at Sean Clement YouTube. He's our, He's uh, been promoting a contest, and uh, the contest is he's been giving away a free golf lesson, one hour. We've been giving away three of them. Last week we gave one away on the show, and we're just about to announce the winner, the second winner of the Sean Clement one-hour golf lesson at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Sean Clement, one of the world's great golf teachers. Certainly this is an incredible prize that we're giving out. We're we're ecstatic, Sean, that uh, you've participated with us in this, and you've uh, uh, provided this to uh, to one of our loyal listeners. And the second winner of the Sean Clement Golf Contest is Michael Rainbird. We just picked that out of a hat. Michael Rainbird, uh, congratulations. We will make all necessary arrangements with you. We will get you into the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center, and I assure you, you will be taking a lesson from one of the best. He will certainly expose you to some different ideas and different ways of looking at the golf swing. So, Michael Rainbird, the right second on, winner. Sean Clement, are you with us this morning? Uh, I'm here, boys. How are you doing this morning? Fantastic. What a gorgeous morning. Anyways, we've had a power-packed show with Paul Godfrey and uh, and Dave Van Horn. We've got a few minutes left with you. Uh, we know we wanted to talk about this morning. Uh, an idea that's on your mind, which is a counterintuitive idea. If you want to develop a really good golf swing, you got to give up control. you got to give Absolutely. up control, and that will get you greater control. Tell Absolutely. me what all that means, yeah. Sean. Well, I'll give you an example. So if you take a ball on a string and you twirl that ball on a string around your wrist, you'll feel how gravity tracks the ball. And if, if you try, as it's twirling like that, Bring it over to something that, let's say, you got a, a pop can, and you're just twirling that over to the pop can, and you're, you're, you're letting gravity and the G-forces track that ball, and that's what ends up hitting that pop can. So if you try to manipulate the string to hit the pop can, you'll be there all day. Well, it's the same thing. The club head is that ball. The string would be the shaft and the arms, and wherever your, your arms are attached to the shoulder sockets, and the center of that ball on a string is your sternal notch. There's a, uh, that little cavity under your voice box between the two clavicles. That represents the center of your arm swing. Sean, we're, uh, you know, obviously we're talking on radio, and for some of our listeners it may be difficult to visualize this, but yep. as we've told our listeners countless times before, there's a fantastic YouTube channel, the Sean Clement YouTube yep. channel. And you've had almost 25 million hits on this channel. And uh, they're professionally produced, high-definition videos that you've put on YouTube. And uh, to all our listeners, uh, if you want to know what Sean Clement's all about, go check out those videos. Now, we're talking about giving up control to get control. Where yeah. can they find that on, on your website or on your YouTube channel, Sean? Search, the, search ball on a string, Sean Clement. And I want you to also have a look at Sledgehammer Golf. It's, uh, you know, it, it, the comparison is simple. You take a surgeon sitting in front of his table, and he's ready to make a very, like a surgical cut with his scalpel. His body's not moving all over the place. It's a statue. So you, your, your, your body has a system where when you're trying to manipulate, it'll stay quiet. Now, if you're swinging an axe, it's going to move out of the way, so out of self-preservation. 
the golf club, unfortunately, is light enough to manipulate. So when you're trying to manipulate the club to meet the ball and you're trying to control the club, that's when you get in trouble. When you give control away and you let gravity take that arm club unit like you're swinging an axe, then the body responds to that and you get this beautiful rhythmic stroke that swings through the ball into the target. So those are the two videos I want you to check out. Ball on a string and sledgehammer. And you'll, you'll really appreciate it. Just at, attach my name, Sean Clement, to that. So sledgehammer golf, Sean Clement. Ball on a string, Sean Clement. Enjoy that. Give up control, and it'll really help your game. Sean, my co-host is uh, heading down to the PGA Championship uh, next, Sunday. Na- next Sunday. Whistling straights. Right and, on. What a lucky, lucky guy. Oh, got, big time. Got good friends, Ness. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> PGA Championship. Who would be one of the favorite? Who would be the favorite to win that? And do you know anything about the course that they're playing? Oh, I mean, it's 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 Lynx Golf. It's it's wide open. If the wind picks up, it's 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 going to be a very difficult uh, uh, golf course to to score on. Uh, I know that uh, everybody knows about the rules of the bunkers out there now from uh, from the Alaska Fothel with Dustin Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think you got to look out for Dustin. You know, I think he's got some redemption uh, in it, in his blood right now. He, he's uh, he's really thirsty for it. He's been really close. This would be a great great venue to watch him again. I think Bubba Watson as well. He's he's hot again this week and and he's playing well. And he he almost won that tournament. Was beat by Mike Martin Keimer last time in 2010. So look out for him. And obviously Jordan Spieth is just, uh, you know, he's, he's always contending. So look out for him. Those are my three picks. Sean, Tiger Woods, three out of four good rounds two weeks ago. Yeah. Is, is he progressing? Well, I, I yeah. think he is. I think he is too, yes. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think the, the more he gives up on, on control, like we just talked about, and starts to play golf and just hits golf shots, the targets, and uh, and gets his uh, his win- the wind in his sails as far as that's concerned. I think he'll do he'll do well. Um, not sure if it's going to be this year or you know. I think it'll be by mid season next year if uh, if things keep going that way. With my tongue in cheek, Sean, I know exactly what Tiger Woods needs. He needs to be he needs to be dialing into wisdomandgolf.com and he needs to be checking out Sean Clement on <laughs> YouTube. He needs to be giving you a call. Uh, Without a doubt. We, we, Without a doubt. Hopefully, this, these these airways reach him. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly uh, he sh- he should certainly. If he doesn't give you a call, uh, all, all kidding aside, um, he should certainly be looking at some of your teaching theories and some of your teaching principles. So, Sean, we've right, run out yeah, of time, yeah. my friend. Uh, thanks so much, and we'll we'll be keeping in touch with you. See how you're doing with uh, those uh, those yeah. fine listeners of ours who have won yeah, your uh, who've won your golf promo, Bob. Yeah, Bob's coming soon, and uh, looking forward to seeing Michael. So we'll we'll stay in touch with you there, and uh, we'll see how those lessons go to, with our listeners. We certainly want to know uh, want to know their their thoughts on Sean Clement. I'm sure they're uh, they're going to be thrilled to death. Sean, have a fantastic week, my friend. You too, you guys. Thanks. Thanks, a lot. Sean. Thanks. So that's of course with Sean Clement. Uh, we've uh, got 25 seconds left. Yeah, some uh, parting shots. Blue Jays golf. Uh, what should we look forward to this week? Well. This week, we're going to uh, look forward to the Blue Jays possibly getting even with the Yankees. I said three games by September 1st. I think they're going to do that by today. They're two and a half, right? They could be one and a half after today. want to talk about next week's program. We have Max Domi, Ty's uh, son, in studio. We're going to talk about diabetes and uh, the effects it has on him. And Paul Beeston... 
the president of the Toronto Blue Jays, will be with us next week also. Wow, fantastic show. Max Domi and Paul Beeston. Next Sunday on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.